Hello, Knowledge Seekers. In this episode of 20-Minute Books, we delve into Joy at Work, a revolutionary guide by Marie Kondo and Scott Sonenschein, published in 2020. This book expands the boundaries of the KonMari method, taking the renowned approach from your home to your office. Imagine transforming your cluttered desk, overflowing bookshelves, digital storage, and even your email inbox into spaces that spark joy. Joy at work is not just about organizational skills. It's a journey towards rediscovering what truly matters in your professional life, leading to a more fulfilling work experience. Marie Kondo, the mind behind the life-changing magic of tidying up, has built a global reputation by helping millions declutter their homes and their lives. From a young enthusiast to a celebrated author and television personality, Kondo's KonMari method has touched the lives of many with its simplicity and profundity. Joining her is Scott Sonenschein, a professor of management at Rice University with a PhD in organizational behavior. Sonenschein's work, which includes the best-selling book Stretch, focuses on fostering creativity, resourcefulness, and satisfaction in the workplace through his extensive research and writings in prestigious publications like the Harvard Business Review. Joy at Work is tailored for anyone feeling overwhelmed by a cluttered workspace, dreading the start of their workday or seeking to reignite their passion for their career. It offers a blueprint for workers yearning to transform their work environment into a source of happiness and inspiration. Whether you're an organizational enthusiast or someone struggling to find joy in your job, this book promises to empower you with the tools needed to make meaningful changes. Join us as we explore how tidying up can lead to profound discoveries about work and life itself. Joy at Work Organizing Your Professional Life Introduction Unlocking Joy and Productivity at Work with the KonMari Method Have you ever stumbled upon the concept of the KonMari Method, the brainchild of Marie Kondo, and wondered if its magic extends beyond the confines of your home to your workplace? For those who've marveled at the life-changing magic of tidying up their living spaces, there's good news. This celebrated approach isn't just for decluttering your home. It's poised to revolutionize your work environment, too. Marie Kondo, a name synonymous with joy-inducing organization, didn't start her journey amidst the clutter of household items. Her roots trace back to the corporate world, specifically in human resources, where she first honed her skills in decluttering workspaces. It was there, among the desks and offices of a Japanese company, that Kondo discovered her passion could indeed become her vocation. Fast forward to today and the principles of the KonMari method are ready to tackle the chaos of our professional lives, be it in a bustling office, a cozy cubicle, or the comfort of your home office. In this enlightening exploration, we delve into the profound impact that tidiness, or the lack thereof, can have on our work lives. You'll discover eye-opening insights such as the hidden cost of messy desks, which can spiral into billions in lost productivity, the ingenious approach of a vertical filing system for papers that not only save space but also time, 
and the significant benefits of maintaining phone-free meetings to foster focus and meaningful collaboration. Embrace the transformative power of tidiness with the KonMari method and unlock a world where work becomes not just a duty, but a joyous and productive part of your daily life. Part 1. Beyond Finding Your Pen The Deeper Impact of a Tidy Workspace It's a scene all too familiar to many of us, scrambling through heaps on our desks to unearth that crucial report or the elusive favorite pen. Classified mildly, our desks are a mess. And while it might seem like a benign issue, it transcends mere disorganization. A striking survey from 2011 revealed a staggering 90% of American workers acknowledge clutter's detrimental effects on their motivation, productivity, and joy in the workplace. This brings us to an important realization. Tidying up your workspace is about more than just locating items quickly. The consequences of a cluttered desk extend far beyond the nuisance of misplaced items. When we tally the minutes and hours spent in search of lost documents or tools, it equates to losing an entire work week annually. In fiscal terms, this translates into an estimated $89 billion evaporation of productivity across the United States each year. But the perks of a neat workspace are not solely captive to enhanced productivity and financial gains. There's a subtler yet potent advantage tied to perceptions. A tidy individual often basks in a favorable light, perceived as competent and reliable, sparking a virtuous cycle of increased self-esteem, motivation, and even further positive recognition from leaders. This correlation underscores an appealing incentive to declutter. Yet before you embark on a cleaning frenzy, it's crucial to adopt the right mindset. A begrudging, superficial tidy-up, driven by external pressures, is likely to unravel back to disorder. This is where the genius of Marie Kondo's KonMari method shines through. The essence of KonMari isn't just about achieving a spotless desk or a meticulously organized filing system. It's about realigning oneself with their aspirations and true purpose. The process of tidying up transforms your workspace into a tangible manifestation of your dreams and ambitions. This profound perspective ensures that the clarity and orderliness of your environment remain intact long after the initial decluttering fervor has waned. So, as we delve deeper into the KonMari method, remember it's not just about uncluttering surfaces. It's about fostering an environment where your goals and aspirations aren't just envisioned but actively pursued. Part 2. Begin your KonMari journey at work. Books and papers. First, diving into the world of Marie Kondo's KonMari method opens up a transformative pathway not just for homes, but for workspaces too. At its core, the KonMari method is about surrounding yourself with items that serve a purpose. Those that spark joy now are functionally joyful or promise joy in the future. Imagining your ideal workspace is the starting line. Envision its appearance, the sensations it evokes, and the emotions tied to being in that space. Such vivid imagery forms the blueprint of your KonMari journey at work. This journey begins unassumingly with the items we often overlook, books and papers. Starting with books, amass every single one from your workspace 
and examine them with a critical eye. Hold each book in your hands and engage in a silent dialogue with it. Does this book bring joy or serve a functional purpose in my work? Does it resonate with my professional goals or personal development? If the book fails to elicit a positive response, it's time to part ways. But remember, parting is a process of gratitude. Thank each book for its service before letting it go. The books that survive this scrutiny will unequivocally reflect your values and professional aspirations. Papers, however, tread a slightly different path in the KonMari journey. Unlike books, papers often bear a functional necessity rather than an emotional one. Start by collating every paper in your vicinity and subject them to a meticulous review. Segregate these into three distinct categories, pending, necessary for compliance, and those you willingly choose to keep. This method ensures every paper justifies its place in your workspace. But don't let your efforts crumble by piling papers back into a stack. The KonMari wisdom advocates for an organized approach. Vertical hanging files. This system not only elevates your papers from the depths of disarray, but ensures they remain accessible, well-managed, and easy to retrieve. Embark on your KonMari method with books and papers, and watch as it lays the foundational stone for a workspace that doesn't just house your professional life, but elevates it to a realm of joy and efficiency. Part 3. Decluttering your workspace continues. Tackling supplies and sentimentals. With the challenges of sorting through books and papers now behind us, the journey of applying the KonMari method to our workspaces advances to its next critical phases. The decluttering of supplies, known as komono, and sentimental items. This stage beckons us to dive deeper into the realm of our professional environments, transforming them into spaces of joy and productivity. The essence of this phase lies in confronting komono, the myriad of supplies and gadgets that both aid and clutter our work lives. Komono represents the broadest category in the KonMari method and, by extension, the most daunting. From office supplies to personal care products and electronic devices, the spread is vast and varied. Approaching Komono requires strategy. Begin by categorizing these items into manageable subgroups. This could mean distinguishing between stationary, electronic gadgets, or even personal snacks. The separation into categories is a precursor to the essential KonMari question. Does this item spark joy or contribute to my professional efficacy? As challenging as it may be, questions like these help us to identify the true essentials from the flotsam of work life, like cords for long-gone devices or the collection of ketchup packets languishing in a drawer. In the spirit of Marie Kondo, continuously reflect on your ideal workspace. It's this vision that will guide you in deciding which kimono items are essential in realizing that dream space. Then, we approach the final frontier, sentimental items. Unlike kimono, sentimental items are less about utility and more about the emotional value we ascribe to them. Personal photos, heartfelt notes, and mementos from professional milestones, these objects stir the soul more than they serve the workflow. Despite their lack of direct relevance to work, sentimental items have an undoubted influence on our motivation and happiness at work. Facing sentimental items requires introspection. 
hold each object and ponder whether its presence still ignites joy. Often we clutch onto relics from our past because of the happiness they once brought us, not the joy they bring us now. For those struggling to part with such items, a digital photograph can serve as a meaningful compromise, allowing us to relinquish the physical object without fully losing its essence. This journey through the realms of kimono and sentimental items, guided by the principles of the KonMari method, is more than mere decluttering. It's an introspective journey towards creating a workspace that not only reflects our professional ambitions, but also nourishes our soul. Part 4. From Clutter to Clarity, Transcending the Physical with the KonMari Method Congratulations! If you've been following the transformative principles of the KonMari Method, your physical workspace should now epitomize organization, with every essential item finding its rightful place. Dividers and small boxes transform drawers from chaotic catch-alls to havens of order, where even your USB sticks coexist harmoniously with other gadgets. With this newfound order, the surface of your desk emerges as a pristine space dedicated solely to work, primed to welcome creativity and focus. But the journey to a truly joyful work environment doesn't end here. Next, we venture into the virtual domain applying the KonMari method to declutter our non-physical workspaces. Picture this, your computer's virtual desktop, the gateway to your digital work life. For many, this space becomes a digital junk drawer, cluttered to the point of dysfunction. Co-author Scott Sonnenschein once found his desktop so overwhelmed with files, he could scarcely distinguish one from another. The remedy? Begin by classifying your digital files into a handful of purposeful folders. Consider creating storage for archival content and current projects for immediate work. This strategy not only clears your virtual desktop, but also allows it to serve its true purpose, a launchpad for your ongoing projects, adorned perhaps with an inspirational background image that greets you each day. When tackling your hard drive, simplicity reigns supreme. Sonenshine recommends a minimalist approach, utilizing three main folders, current projects and records, and saved work. Each serves a distinct purpose, from housing your active endeavors to archiving valuable records and past projects. As you sift through your digital clutter, pose critical questions about each file's relevance to your present and future work, its potential to inspire, or its sheer capacity to spark joy. Files that fail to meet these criteria should be acknowledged for their past utility. Then bid farewell as they make their way to the digital recycling bin. Through this meticulous process, the KonMari method evolves from a method of physical tidying to an all-encompassing approach that brings order and joy to every corner of your workplace, transcending the tangible to redefine your digital spaces. Part 5. Mastering Digital Distractions KonMari. Your inbox and smartphone. Email likely wasn't highlighted in your job description, yet it often dominates our workdays, endlessly demanding our attention and siphoning time away from our actual responsibilities. Similarly, the constant barrage of notifications from our smartphones can significantly hinder our productivity. It's time to apply the principles of the KonMari method to these digital tools, transforming them from sources of distraction into instruments of efficiency. Here's an essential truth. 
Let's not allow email and other digital notifications to disrupt our work. Imagine your email inbox as a virtual extension of your physical desk, a space designed for active work rather than a bottomless pit of storage. To realize this vision, initiate a system of categorization within your inbox, ideally limiting yourself to no more than 10 folders. These will serve as compartments for different categories and projects, streamlining the process of managing incoming messages. If the thought of organizing a vast, untamed inbox feels daunting, start fresh by archiving your existing emails. Moving forward, each new email should be promptly deleted or filed away. This proactive approach not only keeps your inbox manageable, but also ensures that any important emails can still be retrieved via the archive folder's search function. Beyond inbox management, consider establishing designated email hours. The rationale is compelling. Diverting your focus to an unexpected email markedly disrupts concentration, with research suggesting a recovery time of approximately 26 minutes to regain pre-distraction focus levels. Many professionals find success in silencing disruptive notifications, opting instead to engage with email during specified periods at the start and end of their day. This strategy not only curtails interruptions, but also fosters a more concentrated and productive work environment. This principle extends to email newsletters and mailing lists. Evaluate each subscription critically. Does it bring you joy or contribute to your professional development? If the answer is no, it's time to unsubscribe. Consider a clean sweep, unsubscribing from all, to then selectively resubscribe only to those few that genuinely enrich your work or well-being. Apply the same discernment to the apps on your smartphone. Each app should undergo scrutiny. Does it spark joy? Does it aid in achieving your goals? If not, eliminate it. Alternatively, consider a more radical approach by deleting all apps and selectively reinstalling only those that prove essential or meaningful. Through these actions, you'll not only declutter your digital environments, but also reclaim your focus, productivity, and ultimately, your professional joy. Part 6. Refining your work life. Schedule and task prioritization. While the physical and digital decluttering of your workspace is crucial, True work-life joy extends into the realms of time and task management. An overloaded schedule, brimming with unproductive meetings and endless tasks, can significantly hinder your professional satisfaction and performance. It's time to apply a decluttering lens to these aspects of your work life, ensuring your daily activities genuinely contribute to your goals and well-being. The essence of this approach is simple yet profound. Reevaluate your commitments and tasks to ensure they align with your genuine needs and aspirations. Begin this journey by envisioning your ideal workday. What activities fill your time? Are you collaborating creatively with peers? Or are you deep in thought at your desk, uninterrupted by the world around you? The key is to ensure that your engagements, those you actively choose to include in your calendar, steer you toward this envisioned ideal rather than away from it. Consider the story of Christine, who found herself submerged in the chaos of her daily schedule. Overwhelmed by non-stop meetings and a hectic commute, she yearned for a day marked by flexibility and spontaneity. By meticulously evaluating her commitments and rating their joy contribution on a spreadsheet, 
Christine identified the truly meaningful engagements. This exercise empowered her to adopt a more selective approach to time commitments, vowing to decline requests that didn't spark joy. This method of scrutinizing your schedule isn't just about shedding the excess. It also invites reflection on decision-making and delegation. Many of us cling to tasks that could easily be passed on to others, potentially denying colleagues the chance to grow and assume more responsibility. To tackle this, list your recurring decision-making tasks and scrutinize each one. Ask yourself critical questions. Is there someone better equipped to handle this decision? Could this responsibility be shared or even automated? This exercise isn't just about offloading tasks. It's about optimizing your work life for effectiveness and satisfaction. The challenge to declutter your schedule and tasks isn't about questioning past practices for the sake of change. It's about embracing the opportunity to work smarter, not harder. By prioritizing activities that truly matter and delegating or dismissing those that don't, you pave the way for a work life that's not only more manageable but also more meaningful and joy-filled. Part 7. Transforming Meetings and Teams for Greater Work Joy meetings are a staple of corporate life, often greeted with mixed feelings. While they're essential for collaboration and decision-making, not all meetings are productive or enjoyable. Similarly, the dynamic within teams can significantly influence our work satisfaction. It's worth taking a step back to assess how these aspects of our professional environment can be optimized for joy and productivity. Re-evaluating the essence and structure of meetings and teams is a pivotal step toward infusing more joy into our professional lives. Imagine the ideal meeting. What elements define it? Perhaps it's the efficiency of organization, the active engagement of participants, or the tangible outcomes that follow. Whatever your ideal meeting entails, use it as a benchmark to evaluate your current meetings. By listing your regular meetings on index cards and scrutinizing their necessity, joy, and alignment with your ideal work life, a clearer picture emerges, one that distinguishes valuable gatherings from those that merely fill the calendar. If you're leading meetings that fail to inspire a resounding yes to their necessity or joy, it's time to express your gratitude for what they've offered in the past and then let them go. If a meeting is out of your control yet consistently unproductive, Consider advocating for better preparation and focus among participants. Propose sharing agendas in advance, establishing clear objectives, and, perhaps controversially, banning electronics to foster full engagement and minimize distractions. This concept of tidiness extends beyond meetings to the teams we're part of. By listing each team and evaluating its contribution to overarching company goals, the production of valuable information, and personal satisfaction, the efficacy and joy derived from each team become apparent. If this introspection reveals teams that seem to lack purpose or productivity, it's likely other members feel the same way. Open dialogue about the team's current relevance and potential reorganization could unveil that what was once a vital group may no longer serve its original purpose. Ultimately, re-evaluating both meetings and teams not only has the potential to declutter your professional life, but also to enhance the quality and joy of your work. By seeking out meetings that matter and fostering team dynamics that contribute positively to company goals and personal satisfaction, a more fulfilling and joyful work life is within reach. Part 8. 
Crafting a lasting culture of joy in your work life. Achieving joy in the workplace extends far beyond the boundaries of decluttering your desk or digital space. It embraces the broader concept of cultivating a vibrant and fulfilling work environment. While some factors might be beyond your personal influence, there's room for individual initiative to sow seeds of joy throughout your work life. A widespread dilemma people face is the feeling that their efforts go unnoticed. Regardless of your position, be it a manager, supervisor, or a peer, you hold the power to transform this narrative. Recognition carries immense value, capable of elevating self-esteem, motivation, and overall happiness at work. Importantly, acknowledgement and appreciation need not solely descend from the hierarchy. Peer-to-peer praise is equally potent. By actively recognizing the contributions of others, you not only uplift them but also cultivate an atmosphere where mutual support and appreciation flourish. Another avenue to perpetuate joy in your work life involves the thoughtful care of your workspace. Maintaining an organized, dust-free, and aesthetically pleasing environment goes a long way in enhancing focus, productivity, and well-being. View the upkeep of your workspace not as a tiresome duty, but as an act of creativity and personal expression akin to interior design. By selecting decorations that resonate joy, employing tools that add pleasure to routine tasks, and incorporating elements that soothe or invigorate the senses, you transform your space into a haven of inspiration and serenity. Among the most empowering strategies for sustaining joy at work is committed self-reflection. Regularly setting aside time to contemplate your recent endeavors, their alignment with your aspirations, and the general direction of your professional journey is invaluable. This practice not only aids in identifying and addressing minor issues before they escalate, but also keeps your ultimate vision for a joyful work environment vividly in your consciousness. In summary, Fostering an enduring sense of joy at work is multifaceted, involving both the tangible, the space around you, and the intangible, acknowledgement, appreciation, and self-insight. Through conscious effort in these areas, you can construct a work life not only marked by achievement and productivity, but also filled with genuine happiness and satisfaction. Final summary. Marie Kondo's KonMari Method has revolutionized the concept of living space organization, proving that decluttering and cherishing joy-sparking items can significantly enhance our environments. But did you know that these principles are equally transformative when applied to the realm of work? By eliminating clutter from our desks, offices, and digital spaces, we pave the way for a more focused, passionate, and productive professional life. The essence of the KonMari method in the workplace lies in its simplicity. Keep what brings you joy or serves a critical function and bid farewell to the rest. This systematic decluttering extends beyond the physical space to encompass digital files, emails, and even your work schedule, empowering you to invest your time and energy in tasks that genuinely matter. Visualization plays a crucial role in this transformative process by defining your ideal work environment and meeting structure. You set a tangible benchmark for your efforts, moving steadily towards a workspace that aligns perfectly with your ambitions and values. 
The KonMari method is not just about creating order. It's about cultivating a space that resonates with your professional goals and personal values, fostering a culture of recognition, and pursuing continuous self-reflection to navigate towards your ideal professional landscape. Through this holistic approach to workplace organization, you can achieve an enduring state of joy and fulfillment in your professional endeavors. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.